Bam Margera is only 65 bucks. Great. Chris Hansen. Wait, what? What are you looking at? On Cameo. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Gary Busey. Wait, what do you just, you pay people? You, yeah, you pay them and you say like, hey, I'd like you to, you know, talk about whatever. Like my, or I want you to say X, Y, and Z. And then they shoot themselves on their phone normally. Is Adam Scott on there? Oh, he's way too famous for Cameo. What about Skeeta Jenkins? Adam Scott, the country singer, oh, for fifteen dollars, but that's probably not the Adam Scott that you're looking for. No. Kevin Dillon's on here, three hundred dollars. Who's Kevin Dillon? Uh, it's the fucking guy from Entourage who has a way too high uh, impression of himself. <laughs> Randy Jackson, Doctor Drew, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm ready. We've been recording. Oh, we have. Yeah. Jesus. All right. I'm just going through cameos now. Troy Aikman. <laughs> He didn't have enough Super Bowl money. Guess not. Montel Williams. Can I end with Tony Hawk? Oh, you can get Tony Hawk to say something. $300. Now, can, anybody, can any fake person do that or do you have to be verified? I think you have to be verified. It's pretty legit. I mean, I've seen... What about Bobcat Goldwaith? I've seen people... I've seen these before. Like in some of them... Bobcat Goldwaith. He bought uh, Zor, not Zordon from uh, Power Rangers. Nice. God. Bobcat. No, no one named Bobcat's on here. Okay, what about... Um, it's Cameo.com. You can look up your own folks. <laughs> what about... Uh, what's his face? Um, cameo.com. Yeah, I think it's C-A-M-E-O. Anyway, let's, let's start the podcast. We're going to start now. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined by John and Garrett. Fellas, back to normal. How we doing? We discovered Cameo, and apparent, and Garrett just discovered that Gilbert Godfrey's on there. So uh, That's amazing. I didn't know you could do this. What's could- Gilbert going for? Oh, I don't know. Where do you find the prices? Book now for 150 bucks. There you go. Some of them are as low as $5, so keep that in mind. Oh, wow. Cameo is a service where you can get famous people to record lines for you for money. Yes. That's Correct. how it works, and uh, it's amazing. Okay. Well, but maybe we'll get something for this podcast. We keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll find a B-horror movie actor we want to yeah. say a line for us. Uh, how you been? Pretty good. I, I know you were about to ask me. Because I'm going to jump ahead of the script, what I've been watching. And I'm so excited to tell you about a new exorcism movie I saw. I know oh, it's crazy. Great. It's called Ouija Exorcist. Ouija? <laughs> you couldn't even say it without laughing, man. <laughs> well, it's because uh, they pretty much just put two random words together. Oh, hold on. Um, Do they spell may the power of Christ compel you on a Ouija board? Like, how does this work? It's called The Ouija Exorcism. It's on Amazon Prime. I rated it half a star only because Letterboxd won't let you rate things zero stars. Um, when are we getting your series... The Exorcism of John. And basically, it's like you just review every exorcism movie. Oh, follow me on Letterboxd. You can get it in real time. No one's following you on Letterboxd. Uh, Do something real. <laughs> uh, this movie's 86 minutes long. Couldn't even make it to 90. That's okay. with credits. Um, I'm starting to feel that maybe, and it's a favor. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. The poster of the... Let's, here's what I'm going to say, and then I'm going to let y'all go watch this film. The poster could not have less to do with the actual movie. Uh, the I'm not even sure if the actress on the poster is in the movie. You guys can get Polly Shore. 
I'm still on cameo. I Sorry. Know. What are you talking about? Your uh, movie. The, the Ouija exorcism. Oh my so, God. Wait, yeah. that poster is very suggestive. Yeah. It, none of that. I don't think there's anything like this in the whole film. Okay. That's all how right. they're getting all their people. Uh, can we start using a different font also? This has been the same exorcism <laughs> font for the last 48 movies. Uh, That's the Emily Rose font. It's the fucking exorcist font. The Conjuring font. It's because font. they all license it from the same uh, Ouija company. Uh, the game will possess you. That might be true, but this movie will is not. Is Ouija board a game? Is it considered a game? Uh, not in the board game shop, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but is it actually considered a board game? Or is that more just kind of like... When you get bored, you call anything a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Oh, here's the... Here's here's what why I think it is. It was invented by Milton Bradley like 70 years ago. There are no ancient Ouija boards. They just invented this because in the turn of the century, seances and uh, ghost talking became a huge thing. And Milton Bradley, being the gamesman that he is, is like, we need to get some of that ghost money. And he invented a Ouija board out of fucking thin air. So, uh, there. Or did he? Oh. Maybe some demon gave him the idea so we could open the gates. I look forward to seeing that movie on Amazon Prime later. (laughs) The Exorcism of Mark. (laughs) It's amazing what's that. Down there at the bottom of Amazon Prime, y'all. It's just a shit show. If anybody's going to find it, you will. Oh, I like to call myself an Amazon Prime Explorer. Spelunker. Spelunker. Yeah. No, you're an Amazon Prime bottom feeder. Like, let's not, (laughs) don't try to church it up. Your name's Joe Dirt. Look, if someone's going to take the time to make an 86 minute exorcist movie, I'm (laughs) going to watch watch that. That's right. I bet I could get them on Cameo. (laughs) Probably got a phone number at the bottom of the Amazon Prime free call me. I need work. <laughs> My God, you guys. Uh, Garrett, what you been up to? Um, Other than searching, searching cameo. cameo. This is crazy. I didn't know you could do all this stuff. Does, oh, Tony Todd's on here. Oh, we should get Tony Todd to say not the bees like Nick Cage. Yeah. How much does he want for that? Only a hundred bones, man. That's not too bad. Um, Tony Todd's affordable. Can I become like a cameo, like, um, like agent, like just like agent these people? Why would know. they need your agency They're to put themselves on, on a website? Yeah. <laughs> All right, if you guys are going to shoot holes in all my future business <laughs> business ventures, I'm... I don't no, I get it. You take the specs from the customers and you give I them to the everything. Engineers. I'm like, yo, Tony Todd would never say that. Get the fuck out of here, little kid. Yeah, you're a people person. So the new Saw trailer came out. Did you guys watch it? No, because there's not a new Saw trailer. What are you yes, talking about? Is. Yeah, there it's is. It's called Spiral, colon, That's... the book of Saw. I'm sorry, what? That's correct. Yeah. It's called Spiral, colon, the Book of Saw. Is it and good? they type out the word colon. It's bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it looks like shit. I didn't watch it because I just knew it would be bad. Okay. We're pausing. I'm going to show it to you now. Oh, please don't. <laughs> All right. I just can't stop. Eh, 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 eh. Bad boys for life. Yeah, I can't wait till we can stop talking about that. What, Bad Boys for Life? You bring it up every episode now. For life, Mark. What part of that don't you understand? Look, man, I don't think you get it. I no, don't think, I get have you it. seen Bad Boys? I've seen one and two. Have yeah. you seen Bad Boys 3 for life? No, I haven't. Well, Cradle look, to the grave, dude. Look, That's whatever. how you're a bad boy. You, you not here to talk about Bad Boys. You have that movie pass. You can go see any movie you want every day. I could, but you know how fucking busy I've been? Yeah, time Not busy enough suck. to not see Bad Boys. I've been so busy, I barely have enough time for this shit. So the but you had time to make us watch a Saw trailer. Part of what we're Don't doing. Don't you dare say it's relevant. It is relevant. Because <laughs> there's nothing relevant about it. Wait, so, okay. 
So we, we just watched that. Yeah, we just watched the trailer for Saw. Um, well, it Spiral from the book of Saw. Correct. Now, you guys know why it's called Spiral? Because of the Spiral the, Saw the logo. logo. The spirals are on the doll's cheeks. Yes. Yeah. Which is yeah. the fucking visual. It looks thing like the for Dreamcast Jigsaw. logo. It does look like. How Dreamcast dare you? Logo. Don't you dare bring Dreamcast to this That's level. True. So what I got is Chris Rock is in a badass is in Training Day, and then Saw is also happening. I guess simultaneously, and I don't care about any of it. And why does anyone think we need another Saw movie? Really, yeah. you didn't like that trailer? No, I mean if it was fine. I just don't care. I, I don't want to see it. I mean, I, granted, I haven't seen most of the Saw movies, so I don't know really what the story is. My question is: It says from the book of Saw. It, are these like for, like from stories from a book? Like are all the other Saw movies, like just out of a story? No, book? They just no, made they, that up right now. Nope, it has nothing to do with the book. Yeah, and the guys. I mean, look, the Saw guy, John, whatever, fucking has been dead since like movie two. But did he write like a manifesto of like, if you're going to carry on my legacy, here's what you do? Like he, like, is this kind of like a helter skelter type thing? I guess we'll find out on May fifteenth. I mean, I, agree. I understand helter skelter was not a book, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like you know, like he picked, was it a book? I he picked a, a book, girl right? named Amanda, and then something happened to her. But the whole thing should be over. It should be done. No, they, every sequential movie, and I, I watched every single one of these within the last eight to 10 months. And Why? they got worse and worse as I went on. They all it take, keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. It doesn't. It's like, <laughs> so movie four happens like on a Wednesday movie. Five happens on a Thursday movie. Six happens on a Friday. Like there, it's stupid. Saturday. Apparently jigsaw in the park. jigsaw is the smartest man alive. Yeah. And he's uh, a, it's, it's convoluted and it's messy and it's dumb. And I don't need another Saw movie, and I don't particularly think bringing Chris Rock into it is going to necessarily make it better. Now, this trailer doesn't show us anything. Right. Very little of any, like, Saw business. It's just, hey, look, here's Chris Rock being a cop. But the first Saw trailer didn't show us much of anything either. Yeah, but now we're at Saw 10, so we already, there's no surprises left. It does show us that Chris Rock still knows how to be funny. Because yeah, sure. He was still had funny? his. Yeah, still it's had got his Samuel Chris Rock Jackson time. in it too. I I think the scene that we saw in the trailer is probably the only scene. It's where we both see him and he dies. I think you guys are being like very like tough on this trailer. I just I feel don't like, like it, Saw. I feel like it gave us. I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm like. I'm not a like. What do they call Saw fans? Saw heads. Saw heads. <laughs> okay, you know. I think it was a fine trailer. It was intriguing. It showed Chris Rock. It showed Samuel Jackson. It showed some of the characters. It showed some of the traps. Um, it showed one second of a trap. Yeah. It showed multiple traps. No, it didn't. No. We saw you the guy on the train the tracks. We saw the guy with the, the mouse trap on his arms. Um, we saw we saw a couple things. It, Did you just watch something else? Did y'all <laughs> even pay attention? Yeah, Look, I've seen it four times now. I didn't like Saw when it was popular and current, and I definitely don't like it now. So I guess what I want to know, though, is this like, is this going to be one of those things where like any story can be Saw, or is this like actually the, the book of Saw is like legitimately a, a story device in the previous ones. No, they've never mentioned the book ever before. Okay. He does everything by video. So if anything, <laughs> it should be the video of Saw. Yeah, he's right. Okay. The YouTube Twitter I've never channel. seen. Yeah, I've never seen him write a single thing down. Look, I'm not writing the movie off yet, but this trailer has shown me next to nothing about plot. So I, I just need more. I, I'm not excited for a ninth entry in this franchise. Yeah. They got so bad for so long. And the last one that came out in 2017 or whatever it was. Is that the one with the laser? Yeah. Oh, it was fuck. bad. I'm going to give them credit, though. 
I'm going to give them more credit than I've given other franchises because they haven't sent these motherfuckers into space yet. Now, and I'm so glad. No, don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare, John. Jigsaw in space. They had to oh. shoot him in the space to slow down his cancer because of gravity. <laughs> what movie were we supposed to talk about today? Well, here's a movie that didn't go to space. You're right. Great question. Demon Knight could have gone to space. Would have been amazing. No, it wouldn't have. Would you stop with the space? I love space as much as the next guy, but obviously, I don't need all my movies there. Obviously not if you don't want every movie to be in space. <laughs> don't call yourself a space lover if you like Earth movies, okay? <laughs> the Earth is actually in space. Thank you very much. Oh, shit. That's meta. I'm looking, I'm looking at the big picture, dog. <laughs> all movies are space movies. The constantly movies. <laughs> expanding picture. Oh, shit. So we're here today to talk about Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight from is there- 1995. Is there a colon in there? Yes. No. It's subtitle. Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. Oh, Night. present. Is there a colon after the presents? <laughs> no. We need to know about colons, There's damn no it. fucking colon. <laughs> Get off the colon. You got something up your colon. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. That was kind of classy. 180. This one was directed by Ernest R. Dickerson and written by Ethan Reef and Cyrus Voris. Now, this movie was not originally a Tales from the Crypt script. They uh, appropriated it and turned it into one when they were trying to do some sort of trilogy Mm -hmm. idea they had. So actually they had um, Bordello of Blood was one of the first ones they optioned. They were actually looking at grabbing Dusk Till Dawn. That would have been amazing. That was uh, originally considered as a Tales from the Crypt movie. Yeah. Couldn't really? afford it though. But Tarantino wanted too much money. Yeah. So Totinos wanted too much Tino. money. I want two bags of Totino pizza rolls. <laughs> so, well, you know, that's uh, that's Tarantino for you. So this one got re- uh, reworked a little bit to have more tone of the franchise from HBO. Yeah. And uh, the, I, I, there was like a behind the scenes video. You can find this on YouTube where the, the writers of the film actually said that it originally was supposed to be more of a hero's tale starring the character Breaker that this movie does. Oh, okay. Um, but it was reworked to be more of a monster movie or demon movie. I'm glad they did that. I think it's much more interesting being like a monster movie than it is like a hero's tale. I'm curious though, in 1995, you know, we didn't have as many of those going around. We, we saw plenty of that stuff. We just didn't see it in horror. I don't think as much. I mean, maybe mm. I wasn't exposed to it as much, but like, I, I don't know that just, oh, man, I, I really think, like the way it turned out. I think this is A-OK as a Tales from the Crypt oh, movie. Oh, yeah. So you guys, uh, did you watch the original run of that? Not like every episode because I was mm-hmm. too young, but whenever I could sneak an episode in here or there, absolutely. I loved this Crypt Keeper, man. He was so OG. Yeah, Tales from the Crypt was always great to catch. Um, as a kid who grew up with, you know, kind of poor, we didn't have cable, let alone the premium HBO channel. Same. So it was always like going over to friends' houses to spend the night over the weekend in between school days. They'd be like, oh shit, Tales from the Crypt is on. This is cool. So like growing up, I maybe caught 15 episodes out of all seven, eight seasons, whatever yeah. the hell it was. But I always enjoyed it. Whether, even if they were bad, they were fun. Yeah, they were just had, they didn't take themselves seriously. They were always, you know, just kooky, uh, zany, if you will. They were just wild. I loved them. When I stayed at my grandparents' house, they had HBO. And upstairs was an area they didn't go because they were old and didn't want to walk up the steps. So <laughs> when we were upstairs, we got to watch anything we wanted on TV. That being said, this movie starts with the intro to Tales from the Crypt. Yep. To give you a little way too personal insight about Garrett, that intro scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Really? I'm not kidding you. Like, I would not sleep if I actually watched the intro and saw the Crypt Keeper pop up. Like, he terrified me. That's cool. Like, and not not when when he was talking, it's just like, welcome kitties, blah, blah, blah. Like, that shit didn't bother me. But the intro where he first pops up and jiggles his head around. Like after like after slowly like going into this like house into the basement into the dungeon and stuff like that, 
I'm not kidding. Like it terrified me. I used to have to cover my eyes. And the thing is, I thought that would work, but then I'd hear him laugh and immediately I'd see the picture in my head and it would still freak me out. Like, I'm not joking. Last night when I watched this movie, that intro started, my hairs were on end instantly. <laughs> I was automatically uncomfortable, even though I'm like not scared of the Crypt Keeper now. Man, it triggered every like young kid like, oh my God, run for your life like mentality. It was, oh, yes. So I've seen a few episodes. The episodes were always fun. <laughs> the intro terrified me though. Yes, and that intro song done by Danny Elfman of Oingo Boingo fame. Great Perfect. tune. Perfect, yeah. Also did the Batman song. Yep. You know, he's been around. Danny the Elfman? Batman song? The Batman song, you know. <laughs> he wrote the music for Night Before Christmas, Peavy's yeah, Big Adventure. very I mean, famous. You went with Batman song? The Batman song. I mean, it's probably one of his more famous pieces. Probably Beetlejuice also, if I'm he not did mistaken. Beetlejuice. Did yeah. Do, Absolutely. Yeah. He's Absolutely. Big time music producer yeah, yeah. of the Back 80s to School, and 90s. starring Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, that's the one he's known yes. for. Yes. Hey. <laughs> the classic. <laughs> Remember, you're a lemon. Batman song, you're over here fucking <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield. No respect. <laughs> What was that? That's my Rodney Danger. <laughs> it was it was bang on, dude. I'll tell you. <laughs> so anyway, um, back to this one. Demon Knight. What did you guys think of Demon Knight? Loved I love the intro. This one was one that I discovered on VHS with a buddy back in like seventh, eighth grade. We rented it, watched it, loved it, rewound parts, watched that over and over and over and over again. Which part? Uh, specifically whenever Billy Zane does his best, uh, country cowboy, uh, Beetlejuice impression. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. No, he flat out was like, I'm going to Michael Keaton this shit up. Humans. You're not worth the flesh you're printed on. Fuck this cowboy shit. You fucking hold dunk, hold dunk. Well, then they're motherfuckers. All you have to do is give me the goddamn key. And we could get on with our lives. All right. This property is hereby condemned. We thought it was the funniest fucking shit when, you know, whatever, 1996. I'll tell you what. I saw it for the first time. 2020, still funny. <laughs> wow, we rewound uh, wrong different parts, didn't we, you guys? Oh, you're probably talking about the Dick Miller fantasy. Is that the part you rewound uh, and wore Dick, out? Love a little Dick Miller fantasy. Love that intro scene where she's in the bathtub. I'm just saying, this movie brought the ladies. Well, that was like a tale. Jada Pinkett Smith yeah. in that fucking tank top. That was great. That I think this great. was pre-Smith. I think it was just... Oh, Jada, Jada Pinkett. Pinkett. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. That's right. Here is who this movie stars. We've got John Kassir as the Crypt Keeper, Billy Zane as the Collector, William Sadler as Breaker, Jada Pinkett Smith as Geraldine, Brenda Bach as Cordelia, CCH Pounder as Irene. God, I love CCH Pounder. Dick Miller... What are we on now? Is this like four Dick Miller movies we've done? We're going through his filmography. Might as well. Dick Miller as Uncle Willie. Thomas Hayden Church as Roach. John Shuck as Sheriff Tupper. Gary Farmer as Deputy Bob Martell. And Charles Flesher as Wally Enfield. Wally was the post office guy, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Let me tell you uh, something. We are, I, I'll speak for myself, am normally very shitty about people's names in movies. I did not know any character in this movie had a name. I, really? I was like, I could not remember any of their names. Uh, uh, Geraldine, Geraldine and... Geraldine was such a weird yeah, name. I was Geraldine, like, Geraldine and Breaker. I knew those ones like yeah. straight up. And it's, Wally because... Oh, and Cordelia. Oh, I... All wow. Of, I actually remember like yeah. a lot of names. Of I didn't remember name. any of them except for Roach because that's an animal and that one sat in <laughs> my head the rest of them in one ear and like even if they were like hey wally by the time they got to the uh and wally gone so in your brain it was just there's billy zane there's dick miller yeah and then 
characters. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, that guy died. <laughs> like, that's the best I could do. No, that's fair. All right. Well, here's what the back of the VHS box has to say about Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. If it, doesn't, if it doesn't say greetings, kitties at the beginning, I'll be it upset. It doesn't, but man, this one loves its puns. So, Oh, you mean much like this garbage show used to fucking love its oh, yeah. puns? Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love Tales in the Crypt. I am not a big pun guy. Uh, we are big pun guys. Big, big. I'm into it. Yeah. It's big pun. The, the rapper? Yeah, oh, yeah. yes. Both the rapper okay. and puns. Love a good pun. <laughs> it's just tough to read puns. Okay. <clears throat> the Crypt Keeper quotation mark, one of the hardest working stiffs in showbiz, end end quote, makes his big scream debut hosting this diabolically funny frightmare that will leave you shrieking for more. They're always leaving you wanting more in these things. Yeah. I'm starting to notice that trend. I want just enough. Can you not leave me wanting? Can you fulfill me? Yeah. You will leave this Fulfill me. We need Tom Atkins to say fulfill me. Yeah. Fulfill me. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Billy Zane is the seductively evil collector. Seductive? Mm-hmm. Mm. Forever in pursuit of Breaker, a mysterious drifter with an ancient key that holds the power to block the forces of darkness from destroying humanity. In his quest for the key, the collector conjures up a gruesome cadre of cadavers who have definitely been out of the freezer for too long to bedevil the inhabitants of a rundown hotel. Armed with sacred blood, Automatic weapons and really strong stomachs. Breaker, beautiful, strong-willed Geraldine. That's weird. <laughs> Breaker, comma, beautiful, comma, strong-willed Geraldine. That's fucking dumb. I hate that. That is not a human sentence. That's not something anyone who knows English. That's what Google Translate gives back. <laughs> yeah. Breaker, beautiful, strong-willed Geraldine, and the other hotel boarders must try to defeat the Collector and his fiendish army. Who among them will make it to the morning light? Morning, as in, I'm sad, I'm mourning. Can I, can I just say, here's, here's a hint for y'all. Geraldine and the other hotel boarders, which one are going to make it? <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadow. Yeah. And it's Geraldine. There's Geraldine no and the other hotel boarders. I, I think I said Geraldine also. <laughs> Not quite done. Let's get through it. <clears throat> Watch your backs, boils and ghouls. <laughs> we like puns. Hey, I'm I'm on board. This is like a <laughs> roller coaster of enjoyment for me. <laughs> Have you ever been on a roller coaster uh, of enjoyment? All the time. Watch your backs, boils and ghouls, while you savor the terrific tale of good versus evil that boasts awesome special effects, plus the Crypt Keeper's brand of defrightful deadpan humor. You'll die laughing. There, I made it through. I did not die laughing. Okay, give me your best Crypt Keeper voice. Couldn't even begin. Uh, Just give it a shot. What does he sound like again? Oh, God. <laughs> Garrett? I have respect for myself, Mark. Uh, I'll make God... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll make Bobcat Goldwave and fucking Gilbert Gottfried voice impressions all day long, but I refuse, refuse to do the Crypt Keeper. Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> Did we check if, that hard. if uh, the Crypt Keeper oh is my on God. cameo? I got, I got cameo open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bookmark the hell out of this what the shit. He- what's his real name? Uh, Crypt Keeper David is something. John Cassier. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> no, you weren't. K-A-S-S-I-E-R. K-A-S-S-I-R. 
yes, he is. Are you serious? Oh my God. For 55 bucks, we can get actor, Crypt Keeper, and HBO Tales in the Crypt, John Cassier. I think I know what we're doing. I didn't know he did Buster Bunny. That's I was uh, that's surprising. That's crazy. Okay. All right. Back in that back of the box was uh, one of the top ten that we've done on this show. No, you're wrong. <laughs> top ten again. You're wrong. <laughs> no, what? Come on. That box was a scream. There was no unspeakable horror. Well, okay, okay. that's but it left us wanting more, such <laughs> was, as unspeakable horror. There was no unnecessary ellipses. Dashes. We got dashes. Not ellipses. And talk about comma splices. <laughs> Through the word beautiful in the middle this of got per, this person got paid by punctuation. <laughs> yeah. And quotations galore. Well, let's talk about Demon Knight. So you guys like this movie? Yes. From what I saw the first time, I loved it. From what I saw this time, I loved the first half of it because I fell asleep during this one. <laughs> Listeners, I don't know if you're noticing a trend here, but uh, Th- this Garrett movie watches is- movies very sleepily. <laughs> this, look, my my day doesn't start until 2 a.m., okay? Um, no, I, I, this movie was fantastic, but I did fall asleep in this watch, but I have seen it before a couple times, so I do remember what happens, but I, I love this movie. In a similar vein to the show, we get an opening of a, another Crypt Keeper segment, right? Right. Every single episode would start with Crypt Keeper. Now, this one does it a little smart. You don't know it's a Crypt Keeper movie. It's silly. It seems like we're getting right into a middle of another murder mystery movie where a woman, a very uh, well-endowed woman, very is talking on the phone. Blonde yeah. lady. Talks about murdering her husband, and then she ends up in the tub. She does that scene like in, um, what was it? Jason takes a boat where the guy has the, the hot towel on his face and gets murdered. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thinking mm-hmm. someone else walks in and it reveals, oh, Crypt Keeper is making his own movie. Yeah. Like, cut. Oh, yeah. hey, kitties, didn't see you walk in. Well, she has put her husband into a vat of acid or something like that. Yeah. And he crawls out and then comes in and kills her in the bathtub. And then he goes, cut, like in whatever Crypt Keeper yeah. voice. And you realize they're on a set. And then we get the creepiest goddamn thing ever put the film. We see the Crypt Keeper stand up and walk towards the camera. Oh, it's done so well. That was amazingly well done and freaks me the fuck out every single time I see it. Why? It's just so unnaturally creepy. The Crypt Keeper is weird for me. Like, he fires on every visual, like, like every visual thing about him just, like, puts me on edge. And I, I mean, not in a bad way. Like, he is just creepy as fuck. And the fact that he's also so, like, legitimately humanized and he talks like you would be talking to anyone. And it's just, it's so weird. It's the it's, best. It's what it's, makes him the Crypt Keeper. No, he's, he's amazing. I love the Crypt Keeper, but yeah, he still scares me. <laughs> a grown uh, man is scared of a puppet, well, just like just like Mark and Lamb Chops. <laughs> look, you know, you got 12 million bucks to blow. You're going to put some more practical effects in there. I don't know. He probably never walked in the show, right? I don't There's think so. Puppet, right? Yeah. So that's probably why you thought it was weird. He's never done it before. Again, yeah. yeah, it was very jarring the first time I saw it. It was like, pretty simple from what the behind the scenes said. They just superimposed the Crypt Keeper's head on top of an actor's head. And then they just yeah, had an the actor walk. Mask, yeah. yeah. So, all right, cool. Good, good job. That was a good effect. This whole movie's full of good effects. But his intro and outro is all about, oh, look at us. We're in Hollywood, kiddies. You know, we're going to yeah. make a movie. It's going to be great. I really appreciate fact appreciate the fact that we before we go to cut, we saw some just full on in frame tits. And then we got no puns, which I appreciated. No, there was not oh, a single, cut, not a single yeah. pun in this movie, which I was very happy about. What? No, he had tons of puns. I know. I'm being oh. sarcastic. <laughs> he punned every fucking word he said. That's the character of the I Crypt know. Keeper. It's one of the things that always just bothers me. I'm just like, stop with the puns. But that is his thing. Yeah, that's his. The punniest man in Hollywood. 
Yeah. Boom. Was that a pun or was that just bad? No, that was that was not. Uh, oh, okay. Zeke twice is the hardest working stiff because stiff is a dead body, you know. So that's a pun. That was in the back of the box. That I'm, pun. I'm gonna go cry now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we actually get into the Demon Knight uh, after our intro from the Crypt Keeper. Best yes. use of filters, hey man, nice shot ever in a movie. Oh, you mean the band Filter? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's car chase. It is. Two cars out in the darkness playing hey man, nice bet. But hey man, nice best shot. How does it go? <laughs> hey man, nice shot. Thank you. By the band Filter. I get paid every time I say it. Okay, so. one, more, one more time. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. Make I'm that gonna, money. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Okay. Our, uh, our car getting tailed runs out of gas. Seems right. like a pretty big mistake for the car getting tailed to run out of gas. You'd think you would check that. William Sadler is the actor. William Sadler, a.k.a. Breaker, is his character's name, is being chased by Billy Zane, the collector who has no name in the, the movie, but he's known as a collector, I guess, in the, the credits. Anyway, he's being chased by Billy Zane. His car starts to run out of gas. And instead of like, he knows he's not going to away, he slides the car to a sideways stop in the middle of the road and then takes a gun out. And as Billy Zane's like about to run him down, he's shooting at the car with the gun, not stopping Billy Zane. And he's like, oh shit, he's going to ram me. He jumps out the car. Breaker jumps out the car. Billy Zane rams it. Both cars blow up into a fiery, huge explosion while filters playing. Hey man, I shot (laughs) fucking badass. I love this intro so much. And then we cut to Breaker running into town, I guess, or some yeah, local comes place. to like a hotel. But you have no idea what's going on here. Before he gets to the hotel, he makes his way to a gas station. He's yes. trying to pick open a truck with a oh, knife. Yeah. And this little kid named Danny comes out. I was like, hey, mister, what you doing with daddy's truck? And he's like, oh, just checking the locks, little guy. <laughs> all good here. You all quarter? <laughs> yeah. Here's <laughs> yeah, the quarter to shut your mouth. <laughs> Which I liked because it kind of like, hmm, this guy's a little weird. What the fuck's he giving this kid a quarter for? Like, this was definitely in the Stranger Danger era. Yeah. Kid <laughs> knows better. He was a man at a time. He thought a quarter would fix it. Right. So then he's like, hey, dad, some guy's trying to steal your truck. <laughs> and he runs off and he goes to what it looks like an alleyway or something. I this The makeup of this town is never quite set. It's like Springfield. Yeah. It literally feels like four sets. That's- we never see any establishing shots of the town. And everything looks like it's like miles away from each other. Yeah. Every single thing is like surrounded by nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's big enough town to have a hotel. But not a very good one. Because the, the person's like, I don't do short-term stays and I don't rent to strangers. What kind of Wait, hotel? I'm sorry. Did she say that? Yeah. yeah. And it's CCH Pounder who, who says this. Right. And her name in the movie is Irene. Irene. Yeah. And then the... the it's uh, almost like she doesn't want to make money. Do you know what a hotel is, lady? Well, it used to be a church that was converted into a hotel, too. Because yes. yeah, this looks like an old church. Okay. And it's called the Mission. Yeah. Before we get to that, let's... You're right. He after he tries, he gets almost gets busted stealing the truck. He ends up in an alleyway where he runs into our man Dick Miller. R.I.P. Yeah. If he was still alive, he'd be probably be on cameo. Oh, oh. I pay for his cameo. Hell yeah. that just sucked all the life out of the room anyway like you're gonna find out that dick miller's character uncle uh willie is an alcoholic further on in age you can tell that he doesn't have really much going on but then none of these people that we're introduced to really do in this weird sleepy town yeah there's not a lot of depth to any of these characters except wally He's the only one who really yeah. has like some depth yeah, to him. I guess you're right. They're yeah. all very shallow, one dimensional, you know, half of them are there just to die later. Like, so uncle Willie offers our character, uh, main character breaker, a bottle. He's like, I don't like to drink alone. And we find out that breakers, you know, he's like, I need somewhere to stay. And he's like, cool. I know a place. This place called the mission. I'll take you over there. 
they go over there and there seems to be a lot of live-ins. Yeah. Like permanent residence almost. It doesn't feel like a hotel. And it's like a giant house. Like you said, it was a church converted into this. It's like a, feels like a bar in the first floor. It's so, it's a weird area, but it, it ultimately is pretty cool. And I think it works for the feel of the movie, but it's bizarre. Yeah. And so there's a prostitute named Cordelia that lives here. There's a mailman who just lost his job named Wally. We've got, uh, Geraldine played by Jada Pinkett. And she's like the niece I guess of Irene. I don't know if that I would really call her. Out. She's a prison. She's she was in prison, and it's a work release thing. I, oh, so she. Yeah, but I thought there was a relationship. Maybe there's maybe there's a relationship, but I know that like she yeah. was like in prison, and, and Irene's like, look, you're on work release because you got like you know that bracelet. You know, like if it wasn't for me, you'd be in a, a cell right now. <laughs> She's like, I thought work was part of your work release. Like, damn, <laughs> you're such a dick. <laughs> First, you're not renting to strangers. Now you're busting this person's ball for work release. Maybe it was just felt that way because Irene did kind of take a motherly uh, yeah. position to Geraldine. I picked. I thought there was more there too, but you know what? Knowing this movie, it makes sense that there is not a second level it's just what it, <laughs> right. this whole movie as much as i love it is surface level what you see is what you get yeah definitely but let me be clear about that though because while that can that can be a pretty bad connotation sometimes this movie felt like a straight up episode of tales from the crypt yeah which is always like it was always like a high budget tv show and i, I say that in the fact that like it never was as corny or cheap looking or badly acted as some tv it was always like pretty decent you know delivery yeah. this movie I would say on a scale of one to 10 hits right around a seven as far as like quality. Now, whether you like it can definitely change that number, but I'm saying like overall, this was really well done, even though it's like kind of surface level. Like you said, nothing felt cheap about it. Now I'm not talking there's money wise. I'm just saying like actors script, everything. It just was a solid, solid movie. Right. And the, the Tales from the Kip episodes didn't run past 30 minutes. Yeah, they so were they, all surface they didn't level, have too. The, they didn't have the room to make Wait, deep... Wait, really? I thought they yeah. were hour-long episodes. Mm. 24 minutes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So they really don't even have the time to get into character development like that. They have to be surface level. Yeah. If you so, know Tales from the Crypt, you know what you're getting into when you watch this movie, and I think that's a good thing. Like yeah. it's So when we say surface level, it's not a dig. Yeah. It's just more of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only in a longer format. Yeah, right. it's a long, it's an hour and a half long episode of Tales from the Crypt. So as we're introduced to the characters, we find out that Wally has a thing for the prostitute Cordelia. She doesn't really see much into him other than being the really nice guy. Right? Yeah. But you find out he's actually not really a nice guy. No, he's a He's a, he's a, he's a maniac. Disturbed, he's a disturbed person. Uh, also, I think in, in the scene where we're meeting everyone leads to one of my favorite jokes of the movie where CC Pounder is like, get that pussy off the cat and or off the table. <laughs> get, <pussy off. laughs> get that pussy off the table. And the prostitute jumps off the table and she goes, I was talking about the cat. I was like, all right, yeah, that's a that good was, joke. That was a little end, but... Ah, that landed for me as a yeah. pun man. A, Sometimes to John, the lowest hanging fruit is the most delicious. <laughs> yeah, look, not every <laughs> Every single joke has to be, you know, high class here. You Some can, of us just have higher standards, I guess. Oh, but. I'm sure. <laughs> I did that kind of, okay, movie. I'll <laughs> yeah, give it to you. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, all right, okay. I wasn't slapping my knee laughing, but I was like, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I would was, love to see something make John laugh louder uh, than slap his oh, knee. Tucker and Dale did. Uh, but the, Wally's, uh, he just got fired from the post office. Yeah. Like, they, he, like, he like, I asked for my job back and they wouldn't give it to me. So he's a disgruntled yeah. postal worker. Well, they're like, well, you lost all the mail. And he's like, no, and then he's fired and finds out all the mail is upstairs in this fucking <laughs> hotel anyway. It's like I've been reading. He's, he's been along, reading it all along with assault rifles. Yeah, but no bullets. No bullets. That doesn't make it okay. <laughs> but they, the characters like, well, he's got no bullets. 
And so while we're meeting all these characters, uh, Billy Zane pulls up to this, uh, to the, uh, there's police come to the explosion essentially, right? Is that where right. they meet? To the, yeah. To the side of the car wrecks. And they're like, oh, these guys were going, uh, you know, way too fast. There's no way anybody's going to survive this. And out of the wreckage walks Billy Zane with a cowboy hat. Yeah. Totally like perfect. Unsinged, yeah. It's a great introduction to this character. Big time. And he plays this thing so ham fistedly, just like I'm having a good time with it. They're just like, what the fuck? You know, the cops are yes. beside themselves. They're like, hold it. Don't move. He's like, hey, look, I'm not the problem here. The guy who crashed the car is the problem. And you're about to have some serious problems in town. Yeah. And right then they get a radio. It's like, someone tried to steal a car. Yes. You need to get back to town right now. And he's like, see? Uh, you thought it'd be me, but nope. Um, and may- Billy Zane makes this movie. This is his performance this is the peak of his billy zane career in my eyes really not titanic no he got titanic because of this movie oh no doubt no seriously he i think this movie really made billy zane a household name I mean, I think like Titanic may have put him to stardom, but I think people knew who Billy Zane was after this movie because it's hard not to think of Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight and not immediately go, oh, Billy Zane was dope in that. Yeah, I guess in the horror community, I don't know how much mainstream success this movie had, but uh, I'm going to disagree with you and say everybody knows Billy Zane for the movie Phantom. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I mean, he just acts a hundred and ten percent in this movie. He's definitely channeling a lot of different things. Uh, Beetlejuice, I think, primarily. Um, but then when it's time to play it, you know, ham-fisted, he does. When it's time to play it subtle, he kind of does. Like he's just a hunt. Well, like I, I don't know if I'd say he plays it subtle. He's just a he's hunt- very over the top and a lot. He's chewing up the scenery. A lot. Yeah, he's just he. It's just so great, man. But anyway, so ultimately they go to the uh, the mission. Yeah, they all end up at the mission, right? And the Billy Zane is like, "There's your dude," and he points to Brad Breaker. 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 I was like, "Bradley, that doesn't sound right." Uh, you're gonna want to arrest him. Uh, he's got something I want. Just give it to me, and all will be good. Well, he's got he's got stolen property. Of me. Yeah, that I'm trying to collect. So they go to arrest Breaker and they go to, they find this like flask uh, as per the back of the box. And Billy Zane's like, cool, just give it to me. But first he put some gross shit in there. Can you pour it out? The movie sets this up where all the characters in this mission think that Breaker is in fact a bad guy. Right. And they've got him right. cuffed and everyone's like, man, I knew you were shady. So Dick Miller's like, wait, you know what? I saw him stash the shit. It's right here under the table and pulls out a sack. <laughs> He's like, what is this? And then Billy Zane like has this uh, briefcase. Yeah. Clicks it open. He's like, please pour out the weird crap inside and please put it in this <laughs> box and I'll be on my way, everybody. And now the briefcase actually is like velvet lined in the exact shape of this item. So it clearly, <laughs> this briefcase belong, this item belongs in this briefcase. It's really strange though when you think about like, okay, the history of this item the demon Billy Zane has never had this item. No. So how does he know the exact specs to have this case made? I don't know. It's it's a small detail for yeah. sure. Well, doesn't he have, they have six of them. Are they all identical? I assumed so, right? They never quite say. There's seven keys. We, we've we got one. Uh, yeah, maybe we can ask him on Cameo. <laughs> we've, we've got one. The demons have six. Maybe they just based it off of the size of the other six. Yeah, maybe so. It's like you I said, small do? detail doesn't matter. We could pay people on Cameo to answer questions about movies that we had questions about with the information we want it to be, and therefore it becomes canon. 
Ooh. Oh, you're gaming cameo. We can rewrite motherfucking Hollywood here, people. Next level shit. Only B-level <laughs> stories, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking outside that, that FedEx box. Uh, but right as Dick Miller's about to do this, they're like... Sheriff's hey. like, nuh-uh, give me this thing. Yeah. And it's like, I just got a call and said that your car was stolen too, asshole. So you're not off the hook. Billy Zane's character. Demon Billy Zane. Yeah. Well, it, he doesn't want Oh, wait to spoil it. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, the back of the box spoils it. Yeah, it's, it's on there. <laughs> he calls him a, seductor, a seductive demon. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was really weird because he called him seductive. I think I checked out the moment the first pun happened. <laughs> it was like three words in. Yeah, buddy. It was like sentence three. <laughs> the suck, this, Billy Zane is a seductively evil collector. Oh, there you oh go. the collector. See, they don't say demon. It's called Who's demon, demon night. night, bro. Like, <laughs> but you don't know he could be collecting something else. No. Y'all, if you made it this far into the podcast and didn't know Billy Zane was the bad guy to this movie, I don't know how Look, to help I just you. Had this movie spoil for me. I'm not happy about it. Uh, well, some of us stayed awake for the whole thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get really surprised later when we explain the backstory to this shit. I did actually, like I said, I've seen this movie before, so I know the backstory, but when that first flashback of backstory happens, I was like, oh God, that's right. (laughs) Like, that fucked me up so bad. Can I just say that this movie is in love with the Jaguar? The animal of the Jaguar. You mean when he looks at his hand and then the fucking... I haven't... Okay. It's not just his hand. It happens like when the demons are attacking. It happens when he's attacking. It's just Jaguar noises. It's, it's not the movie's fault that the Jaguar makes the best sound. It was on sale. Okay. Yeah. They bought the Jaguar noise for cheap. Royalty free Jaguar sound CD. One of my early notes says, did his hand just puma howl at me? <laughs> Uh, Breaker Breaker has this weird star pattern on his hand. Every time he seems to look at it, when he seems concerned, <laughs> another star appears in a circle. And he's like, "Oh, this is a, this couldn't be good, no. right? This kid's got to be bad." So imagine you have like um, stars in the middle of your hand, and as you're, you have tattooed stars in the middle of your hands, and imagine they all start by themselves scooting out to make a circle one by one over time. That's what's happening to his hand. That's some next level tattoo work. Very I fancy. did enjoy this effect in the movie. I thought this was a very cool way to show passage of time in urgency. Uh, so they go to handcuff Billy Zane and Billy, and this is when the movie, I mean, we're like 10 minutes in and the movie's like, Oh, it gets going. We're going. That's it. Party time's over. He, yeah, Billy Zane's like, guys, are we really going to go through this? Like, come on. You don't want to do this. <laughs> they I forgot promise. it was an hour movie. They thought it was a 30 minute episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they go to fuck to handcuff him. And instead Billy Zane just punches him like his hand through the cop's head. Just bam. It's an amazing effect. Love it. And Everyone in the place just loses their shit. I think, uh, doesn't Irene like spit something out of her mouth? Yes. Usually? Yeah. Oh, what? And it's so comedic too, because now his hand is stuck inside <laughs> yeah. the cop's head and he's like trying to shake it out and rips his head completely off the torso to get his hand out of the skull. So, done so well. And then for, I think it's so, he just hops out the window. I, I didn't know why, but he just like crashes through the window so he's well, outside of the house. Okay, so the reason that happens is he's got the head of the cop on his hand. He's trying to shake it off. He's like, God damn it, blah, blah. At the same time, the other cop... Um, Detective 2, who's taking Breaker outside the building, turns around and tries to start firing at Billy Zane. He's like, put it down, put it down. And then uh, Breaker gets the handcuff keys and unlocks his handcuffs. So now he's out. Billy Zane is fine. And then they go for the cross, the key on the dead cop with the missing head. Breaker grabs it, holds it to Billy Zane's cheek. It burns the fuck out of his cheek. And then Billy Zane's like, fuck, runs out the window, busts out to outside. Yeah. And that is where we get your moment, you guys. Oh, it's the best moment in the whole movie. Everyone inside is kind of like, 
like, what the shit is that? The cop is dead. The deputy, I'm gonna call him the deputy, is kind of like, what the hell? And then Breaker goes to the window to look outside, and then that's when we get your Billy Zane scene. What I know cut most it of it by a part. Oh, do tell us. Okay. okay. He says, humans aren't worth the flesh they're printed on. Fuck this cowboy shit. You fucking ho-dunk, po-dunk, well, them there motherfuckers. All you had to do is give me the goddamn key. Oh, he does it so well. Then he realizes, I got to get serious. He cuts his palm and he goes, this hotel is condemned <laughs> and throws green blood. Predator, predator blood. Predator blood. Like I shit. loved the glowy blood, which was just broken glow sticks. Yeah. But cool. yes, it was so great. He like takes a, a long demon coke nail on his pinky, slashes open his hand and it starts flinging like blood all over the ground. And it starts making puddles that demons, demons pop out come of. out of. What did you think of the demon effects? Love them. They're fine. Yeah, I like them. So good. Honestly, for like that many of them to be on set, the the makeup, the outfits, it looked awesome. Visually, the way the eyes glowed too, uh, it was such a great contrast because this the sets are lit kind of dimly, but they're colorful. They're they're dimly colorful, but these eyes popped so hard that whenever a demon was near, like it was in intimidating speaking of eye popping oh that's that was the not meant to be a pun. way god damn it that was <laughs> that's the only way to kill the demons actually is to pop their eyes as we out. discover and when you yes. do that lightning bolts shoot from their broken <laughs> eyes like, yes why not you yeah. shoot them in the eyes to send them back to Which, hell that guy i don't remember who it was who wally, sh- wally fucking perfect shot he hit him within the head and then shoots two eyeballs out from like 10 feet well, this away was like was what the late shot. 90s yeah this is when every postal worker was potentially a marksman yeah, you know, he <laughs> there, shows- there was a big problem apparently <laughs> with postal workers going postal. Hence the phrase. Yes. So now there was a movie that was going to happen where the demons were all going to be normal looking people with a little bit of makeup on their face and the glowy eyes, but business suited. Yeah, boo. When they originally wrote this script, they took it to get the budget, and they're like, okay. And then realized it was going to be way too much money because they wanted to have like armies of demon people. This movie was supposed to have tons and tons of people. Oh, really? As the demons, right? Creature effects. It was too expensive. So they were going to just put them all in business suits. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. Let me rewrite this so it'll fit a budget. I don't want to make it business suited people (laughs) like Men in Black or something, you know? Uh, Well, that would have been the worst. Honestly, that would have ruined the movie for me if it was just like people in like a generic outfit. Yeah, like zombie type. That would have just glowy eyes. Yes. No, that's. I'm glad they rewrote it. Yes. And so they, while he shoots the one demon that got in and Breaker from the vial pours a drop of blood and that creates a seal right so now the demons are locked from out the key. from the key from yeah the key. let's let's be clear that this key has blood inside of it it's like yes. bright red glowy blood uh so now the demons are locked out and they're locked in so at any entryway if you put a, a part of this blood liquid on the ground it, it makes an effect that it goes around the entirety that blocks it out like a force the field. perimeter of the door creates right. a and force then field. any evil demons cannot get through now so, can they not go through it outward i thought they could leave it no well they can't get out because demons are outside oh yeah but they can go they can cross yes the barrier. they can cross the barrier okay. but they can't go out because demons are out there well, they, demons. they make it seem like if you break the barrier breaks it because there's a one scene where fucking church shoots through it and he's like no and it like busts open the seal oh that's true Remember? yeah i think it is so i think i think it works both ways it's you're stuck inside and they're stuck outside but there's a scene where we see this actually working like right after he starts pouring where one of the demons like jumps through the barrier and like burns itself to a crisp or whatever mm. wouldn't that break the barrier 
Wouldn't that have broken the barrier right at the beginning when we're learning how this thing works? Well, I mean, that would have just, they would just killed themselves to get through, right? It seems like, I, I, that's why I couldn't tell. It's a little nebulous. You could go yeah. through, but demons For all intents in. and purposes, they can't leave the, the hotel and the demons can't get in while this bear is there. Okay. Be it by choice or by force, nobody's going anywhere. So Breaker's going to every window of the house, every door of the house, sealing it up with this liquid as it creates the force field barriers of Jesus. I'm going to get Billy Zane <laughs> to answer this on Cameo. Yeah, please right. do. What's, what's Billy Zane going? for uh billy zane actually goes for i believe it was like 500 bucks oh shit that's the most expensive one i found so that's far. that titanic money. <laughs> titanic money thanks that's james cameron charge. yeah when you've been in successful movies like the phantom <laughs> <laughs> fetch is never gonna happen mark <laughs> so breaker does a really good job of telling nobody nothing no. Until halfway through the movie, and it's like, it's time to tell the audience, right? So the the characters in this film, they, they don't trust Breaker. He's not saying enough. Uh, we forgot to mention that Thomas Hayden Church's character, Roach, came in at some point, and it was fucking Cordelia, and he's a real piece of shit. Dude, Roach is such a fucking tool. Yeah. Now, he plays that character very well, yeah. but he's a garbage character, and he's, with the, he's also introduced himself into the mission. So this is kind of our group of people that are going to try to survive till the morning. I don't know what exactly happens at morning but breaks just like we just got to live it's uh it has to be on the sixth day with six people because of seven this it's a very complicated bullshitty thing that if they make it till the morning they're fine because of the way everything has to align perfectly for the apocalypse to so happen. yeah so breakers tattoo is the ticking clock of this movie so as the stars are moving into position it shows like the days and stuff like that that have to, or the time that it has to be like perfect for it to actually happen. So if you can make it this far without it like actually happening, the apocalypse or whatever, then they're safe. As um, Billy Sane says, I know who makes these rules. <laughs> Doesn't he say that in the movie? Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. We have already had one point of flashback at this point. There's a, there's a scene where Breaker's character looks off in the distance and then we cut to what I imagine in his mind is a memory or something like that, of Jesus on the cross being crucified. And there's a character below him holding the, the key, the little chalice key thing with the blood. And a demon in a robe with glowy eyes goes to grab it. And then a lightning bolt from heaven shoots down and shocks the key. And the dude doesn't hand it over to the demon. So this key has been in existence since the, the um, whatever the term is when you get crucifixion, crucifixion of Christ. So like this is, so you basically you're like, Oh shit, there's a whole backstory to this key. Then we cut back without any more information to all the characters starting to get their majority of this movie now is going to be each character being visited by some form or another at, from demon Billy Zane, trying to uh, temptation of Christ them. You'll be visited by three spirits or whatever the fuck. <laughs> what is the Ebenezer Scrooge? <laughs> yeah. Well, he can't force his way in until someone cleans up the blood. So now he's going to try to seduce his way in as per the, the back of the box <laughs> so the so he can magic through it but he can't walk through it right it's almost like mind projection okay. right he can make illusions in people's heads so he's trying to tempt them with what would best suit their desires that he thinks that he thinks anyways right so classic um, demon am i right yes sure. <laughs> so billy zane is trying to seduce cordelia to let him in he's like you're not that bad all you've ever wanted is just to be loved i can give you that love you're pretty on the inside. 
Yes. And he totally plays into her insecurities. He's like, all you got to do is let me in. So then he possesses the body of Cordelia. And knowing that Wally has a thing for Cordelia, now he's going to go pretend to seduce Wally. And she goes in. He's like, I know you love me. And there's that whole scene where... I know you love me, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, man, there's so many scenes in this movie. <laughs> That's the bag back of the box. <laughs> there are so many scenes in this movie. Ultimately, right, she kills Wally. And then Irene sees her and is like, what the fuck? And is this where Irene gets her arm ripped off? Yes. Yeah. Irene, Irene she goes to use the wet, like the key as a weapon. <laughs> I thought you said the wet. And I was like, uh, what are we about to say here? No, she goes to use the key as the weapon. But before she can get there, Irene, uh, Cordelia, Cornelia, Cordelia, Cordelia, Cordelia rips Irene's arm off. Then Breaker comes in, saves the day, kills both uh, or kills Cordelia. Um, and then everyone's now starting to recoup again. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Bonkers shit's going on. So our first two deaths of the movie have occurred and we've lost an arm already. Right. And this is, I think, Wally, Cordelia, and then the arm are missing, right? Okay. And this is where everyone's like, dude, you got to tell us what the fuck's going on. And this is where the flashback actually happens. No, no, no. He says it's kind of in pieces. No, there's, there's a little one that happens before we have no idea. This is where he actually explains. Yeah. He gives her the whole, the whole deal of like, look, because earlier someone says, what is that thing? And he has that short little, like 20 second flashback. And now it's like, what is that thing legit? And he has to fess up. Breaker's going to, he's going to break it down. Yeah. Breaker's going to break it down. <laughs> Breaker spends the entirety of the movie taking the key and pressing it to random people and cats and being like, are you a demon? Are you a demon? Yes. Are you a demon? Because <laughs> he does make a point that cats can be possessed uh, just as easily as humans. Let's point out that Jada Smith ha- or Jada Pinkett has a cat and it's stuck outside. Yes. When they have to seal all the doors. And I was very upset by this. <laughs> Now, does the cat die? Is that why you're upset? I don't remember if the cat It doesn't dies. go either way. I don't think we get any cat updates. He just lets us know, look, cats can be possessed, so that cat's out there. All right. He presses the key to the cat and nothing happens. She's like, you're such an asshole, breaker. <laughs> That's what Jada says to him. Um, what? That's not being an asshole. That's just being pragmatic. Well, if it's your cat, it's being an asshole. Look, I would want to know if my cat was possessed by a demon. So as the information dump happens, you find out that Breaker's been alive since World War One. Yes. When he was tasked to be the new demon knight. And this has just been going all the way back since the beginning of time. So a new demon knight is crowned, and then you have to carry the flask and run away from Billy Zane or whatever demon is chasing you at the time to try to get the keys. Yeah. You find out the demons are pretty ancient too, right? God came down and made him go to the when god created so you know oh in the beginning there was darkness god created light and lo then the beginning there was light yeah and that scared all the demons and scattered them to the wind and they needed the uh the keys demons have six we have one and the demon knight protects this one key he made six keys for the demon one for man two for the hobbits and, and once one key to rule them all. <laughs> there is a ring in there, I'm sure. The uh, character of Roach, being the piece of shit that he is throughout the entirety of the movie, he just wants to hand it over to Billy Zane. He wants to give the key to Billy Zane and just be done with it. He's like, fuck you, Breaker. I don't, uh, I don't want anything to do with this. I'll just, you know, go live my own life while the apocalypse happens. That's a spot on Thomas Hayden It was pretty Church. close, yeah. right? Yeah. Nailed it. Good. Right? Uh, I am on Cameo pretending to be <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church. 20 bucks. Take that, Coach. Wait, yeah. was he in Coach? Wings. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and so he ultimately, he steals the key, right? So Danny disappears. Right after, after the story dump, yeah. he's like, 
I'm sorry, Breaker. You're a good man. Thank you for your service. Or like some bullshit. Is this guy <laughs> on? Him. Is this guy on our podcast? Well, where did Mark go? I don't know. It's amazing. In the studio, live with us, Thomas Hayden Church. Hey, everybody. I'm Thomas. <laughs> can I call you Tom? You call me Church. Church. THD. Yes, you can. Or THC. That's totally fine too. Okay. Uh, THC. Imagine those initials. It could be THC. <laughs> Anyway, uh, his friends call THC. Uh, has to while they're smoking. I don't know where I'm going with this. They s- <laughs> <laughs> yes, while they're smoking. Edit all of that out. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> all right, let's regroup. Let's get our bearings straight and get through this movie. Roach pickpockets Breaker and uh, takes the key and is like, uh, he goes to Billy Zane's character and is like, look, I want to make a deal. I'll give you the key. You just let me live. A deal with the devil, if you will. Oh, shit. Which, to me, irks me so much because, not because he's an asshole. Every movie has those. Why do you think the devil would be holding to, why would you trust the word of the devil? Well, you know, think about it. I mean, I did. That's why I don't trust him. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I mean, think about it, though. Like, for these people, it's all like, if I get in good with whoever's going to win, this can be over, and I could be sitting pretty. You know, people who are only thinking of their own self and nothing else. The devil is going to backstab you. Well, of course. It's kind of one of the things he's known for. Yeah. So, so Billy Zane's like, yeah, yeah, whatever you want. Everything's fine. Yes, yes, yes. You'll be fine. You'll be the king. Whatever the hell you want. Just give me the key. So, uh, Roach gives him the key and he's like, ah, I still can't get through the barrier. Then he fucking gets a sponge out of his mouth. Yeah, I didn't care for that. A dish sponge. It's amazing. Uh, hands it to Roach. Do you think he really put that sponge in his mouth like Tony Todd did the bees? Had to. How is it? I mean. <laughs> I, yeah, he was that brave. Yeah. He yeah. put a whole sponge in there. <laughs> Tony Todd's watching this like, it's been done. <laughs> uh, uh, that was a Billy Zane app lib. The, was the it really? sponge? Yeah, he's like, make sure the sponge is clean, though. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Unused. So he gives the sponge to Roach. Roach cleans up the blood. Suddenly, mayhem. He's like, listen, uh, on a personal note, be sure and kill Breaker. He's a bossy asshole. Isn't he, though? Well, you know this hell on earth business? Big fucking deal. I got hemorrhoids. Awesome, <laughs> awesome line. I, say that. I guess I was asleep during that part. He heads out, and then Billy Zane is like, Hey, I forgot to tell you something. I was lying. <laughs> Ding dong. I was joking. And is Billy Zane in the studio too? Yeah. Okay, nice. <laughs> we got the whole cast of Demon Knights in here. I don't know if you know this, but I am on Cameo 37 <laughs> times as different B-level celebrities. Uh, I, you know, true story. While I was browsing through Cameo, I saw someone called Not Time Cruise, who is a Tom Cruise impersonator. Yes. $60. <laughs> That's a bit much. Yeah. Um, so demons immediately eat Roach. Roach is out of the picture. That was actually a really cool scene, like him getting like torn apart. Yes. And stuff. Oh, yeah. They like just not like rip at him and his flesh comes open. Yeah, it's, it's so grody. Uh, the effects top notch here. While all that was happening, the rest of the crew found Wally's little hideaway in the attic and was like, holy shit, he's got automatic weapons and all of our mail. Yes. Well, they like we need something to defend ourselves. They go upstairs and they're like, let's check different rooms. And in Wally's room, he has a cache of assault <laughs> weapons. And it's like, oh, he literally was a fucking like crazy postal worker. 
There's a point in the movie too where it's kind of pointless that they find a um, a hole that leads to a tunnel into a mine shaft where they find Danny the boy who saw Breaker stealing the truck. So that yeah. is oh, yeah. because of the cat. Remember? They're like, how did the cat... The cat was outside and how did the cat get inside? That's right. where you find out, you know, it's kind of like, oh, kind of like in Star Trek episode eight when those little silver like crystal foxes get out of that hole and they're like, we got to follow these animals. Now, did you purposely want to piss off everybody who listens to our podcast? I love love last jedi i don't care well Fuck you said star else. trek episode eight. oh did i say star trek yeah, yeah. Dude, <laughs> oh get your shit right. oh god dude it's oh. like when dumbledore gave frodo the ring okay like, look this is a horror podcast not a nerd podcast i also don't want to talk about that so let's go back to the movie we're talking about um we are it was a reference so the uh, would it be better if i put it in pun form please <laughs> Let me see. Uh, I don't have. There a was plan. a whole plot device about a thing oh. in the ground. Hey, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so bringing this back, I right? Like yours. <laughs> <laughs> they found Danny, but then Danny disappears, and they're going to look for him. And that's how they find Wally's little hut. Is that what you were getting to? Well, in the in the sh- in the mine shaft, they're trying to escape to town. And that's where they come across Danny. Yeah. And then they end up getting attacked by demons. Got to run back into the house anyway. Big waste so of time. For <laughs> Other than we just gained a new character for the movie. True. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So they're back in the house. They're back sealing up all the... Um, Which can we still agree that we just don't need kids in horror movies? Like it's just something we just don't need. I don't know. I liked the kid in uh, I mean, Halloween 2018. No, there's, there's that some kid cool, was cool. I mean, like that's a teenager. I'm talking about little kids. No, wasn't there a little kid who was getting babysat? Oh, yeah, the babysitter. I'm yeah. just saying, like, it's not, like, necessarily a bad thing, but, like, I don't know why every horror is like, we got to have a kid in there. I guess, like, increases the stakes of, like, oh, we don't want them to die, but I'm just like, I don't know. Danny felt so unnecessary to me in yes, this movie. Yes, I mean, absolutely agreed. There, it's It fails more often than it helps. I do agree with that completely. Well, Danny does have a story use in this, so him and Uncle Willie go missing, and everybody's frantically looking for them. So let's talk about Uncle Willie's seduction fantasy. Let's do. Probably Dick Miller's favorite scene, to be honest, if he's ever filmed. He filmed that. Oh, keep flubbing my line. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Let's redo that whole thing. Gonna need to do it again. Uh, He's at like a... You guys, I don't think Dick Miller was like that. I think he was pretty classy on set. I mean, probably. Look, we're just funning on the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you describe the scene for us, Garrett? No, no. Why don't you describe it? Because I fell asleep this time. He's at a tiki bar on a beach, yes, essentially. Yes. And every, I mean, there's at least a dozen women there, all topless, all like, yep. Willie, you're the best. Oh, Willie's here hugging up on him and everything. And he gets to the bar. I remember the beach scene. I don't remember much after that. <laughs> and Billy Zane's there and he's like, oh, you know, he's the bartender. And he's like, isn't this amazing? This could be your life if you are a demon. And he's like, do you want a drink? Willie's like, I Look, guess. I love naked women as much as the next person. I love a good mixed fruity drink. Okay. I love a good beach, but you know what? After I saw a demon betray someone right in front of me, I wouldn't be like, this guy seems on the up and up now. Yeah. Common knowledge. Don't yes. trust demons and devils. And he, he punched his sheriff through the head. And he definitely yeah. already saw Irene's arm, arm get ripped off. off. There's plenty of evidence to show. Good, don't trust good him. Point. He you know? punched a dude through his face. Yes. Through his head. I mean, you know, like at that point, probably not a dude you want to trust. You know what though? Big brain wasn't thinking. Little Brain was in charge, and uh, <laughs> his Willie, uh, uh, you know, look, God damn you, John. <laughs> Willie's Willie made a decision, 
<laughs> and off they went with it. You know who does know not to trust a fucking demon? Irene. Because he's like, I can give you your arm back. And she's like, hmm. And then he goes, is that you saying yes? And she goes, that's me giving you the finger. Oh, like, with the stump? Yes. Yeah. And I was like, fucking Irene, yeah. man. I'm team Irene. CCH Pounder, man. She's yeah. so awesome in everything she, she does. She knows what's up. She's great. And, and we also really need to point out the fact that he does tempt Geraldine as well. Yeah, and she And she passes. straight up says, nah. That's really important to this plot. Yes. So everyone has at this point, except for obviously Breaker, either been seduced or gone through a seduction and turned it down. Now, the Dick Miller said this was the first time he ever had any special effect makeup like that. He really didn't like it because of the time it takes to make him look like a demon. But I thought it was a good effect. Did great job. Yeah. And he gets taken out. Um, While they're lamenting the death of Willie, Danny's sitting there reading a comic book. Danny is reading a Tales from the Crypt comic book. And as he's reading it, the demons possess him. Yeah, isn't that where the comic then starts right, the to show? Comes alive, yeah, alive, and it's like I remember right. the comic coming alive because I remember watching that when I first saw it. I was like, "Ooh, I'm in." He gets he gets seduced by the comic book, uh, and then he basically mortally injures Breaker. I don't remember exactly how he hurts him, but he hurts him enough where break before Breaker could, could kill him where Breaker's down for the count, right? And then he brings in Geraldine, and that's where he explains his backstory. Like, look, I got this in World War One, and I refilled it with the blood of the person who gave it to me, and now you're the last one left, so I'm going to pass it to you, and you're going to have to refill it with my blood once you kill the Collector. Good luck. I was very happy that they put this in the movie, because the first time I watched this, I remember I was so mad how much blood he was pouring on the windowsills and the door frames, because I was like, you are wasting so much, because I thought it was Jesus' blood, and I was like, you're wasting so much of this, like, you have to stop, like, a, a little dab will do you. But um, then like they're like, like, oh, we refill it with whoever passes away. And I'm like, yo, that's kind of cool. Let's talk about real quick the uh, the practical effect of, was it Danny that they just ripped his head clear off? Was it the kid? Remember there was like a, a prosthetic on yeah. the head just like stretching and ripping apart. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. They just straight up murdered a kid. They're going full. Dude, they put the pedal to the floor on yeah, this that movie. Was, that was the home box office. I mean, he was a demon. Yeah, it wasn't a kid anymore. But it was a great effect. Every yeah, every effect on here is solid. Do you what? think they do that nowadays? Or do you think they'd like try to replace it with something else? Oh, it'd all be CG nowadays. Billy Zane breaks one of the seals, and it might have been when like Roach let him in or something like that. But they're all now they're like trying to escape to the roof. Yes, good point. Right, and they're like, you guys get up there, and uh, CCH Pounders, Eileen, Irene, Irene. And the deputy, uh, they stay behind to blow themselves up and I guess to just let the others get away. Give them time. Yeah. So they're taken out. Uh, And so uh, Breaker dies and now it's just Geraldine v. Billy Zane. Geraldine. 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 Good point. I remember how it is. Uh, V. Billy Zane. Yes. We're down to our last remaining character, the new demon knight, Geraldine. She takes key and dumps the blood of Breaker all over her body. You know, predator scene, like cover herself in the mud. Come on, kill me. I'm here. Come on, do it now. Kill me. She is stained blood drenched red. And I'm going to bring that up because two scenes later, she's in the whitest underwear (laughs) That I've ever seen. I was like, you don't get those stains out. Demon night magic. You, <laughs> you don't, don't know get those stains out. Breaker didn't have time to tell you about the laundry benefits. Oh. It's a, being a demon knight comes with a great benefit package. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, to make them okay. Unlim- that makes total sense. Yeah, unlimited tie pods. Underwear. <laughs> I don't think she had time. There, yeah, there wasn't enough uh, of a gap. Uh, Unbeknownst to Demon Billy Zane, he goes up to grab her and fuck with her, and he just starts burning because the blood singes his hands. Yeah. 
and he starts yelling at her. And then they, they rope in this like strange thing where apparently Billy Zane's in love with Geraldine all of a sudden out of nowhere, but he can't say it. He, he's just right. like, he's like, I, I look, I'm going to keep you around for a while. Yeah. But they barely talked to one another. I know. It was so weird. And then uh, he shoots her with crotch fire, which is... Do you want to explain this scene? Because that doesn't make sense. Well, that's what happens. <laughs> I just explained it. So he, after he can't say I love you, he gets really mad. Do you think he was just fucking with her or do you think he actually really like liked her? I think he really liked her because he's like, mm. what would he gain by fucking with her? I thought it was more kind of like, a, like, like, well, I've never met anybody like you. You're like so beyond like thinking normal. You know, like I thought he was just like kind of respected her a lot, but I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, after he can't say I love you, he gets really mad and like frustrated with her because she's like, What the fuck are you talking about, dude? I hate you. And he unzips his pants, and a, the one of, I guess, the few very obvious CG effects in this movie, a just fire just starts exploding from his pants all over. Uh, it's a metaphor. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, not a pun all over Geraldine. And then he like gets under control. He's like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I didn't mean to snap at you. I'm sorry. Because he spits hot fire. Yeah, he yeah. does spit the Dylon. Speaking of spitting, um, Geraldine had taken the, the blood inside the key and she has some in her mouth. So while this is all going down, she's not talking to him anymore because she's waiting for the prime <laughs> moment to spit it right in Billy's face. He had grabbed her with a shower curtain. He's like, it's curtains for you. Oh, oh what a great yeah. pun. It was cringy, dude. It was yeah. cringy. There was nothing great about <laughs> Takes that. Takes her to a bathtub and washes her off so he can dance with her. Yeah. And that's when the whole crotch lightning happens. So weird. And then while they're dancing, she spits it in his face. He melts and sets on fire. And then we finally see his true form come up from the fire. It's a dying a, a giant, a giant classic demon, wings and all, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, uh, creature effect. He's evolved into Demon Zane now, uh, his and final then, form. If I'm not mistaken, the sun just comes up and that's that. That's the end of the movie. He, that's she made it weak. She made it till dawn. That's kind of weak, though. Yeah. From but, dusk till dawn. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I also did find that ending to be a little weak. I think they wrote themselves into a corner and were like, shit. Oh, daytime. Uh, They're like, how do we make it get to dawn? Uh, make the demon fall in love with her and we'll run with that for another... 40 minutes <laughs> <laughs> when did she first and I thought she was gonna like kiss him and then spit it in his mouth and he was gonna melt so from like too. inside yeah. out like he like he'd be like what and then like his his neck and his like mouth start his throat's being like burned away so you like basically see it like burn its way down his neck like in a, a, a like a line down his chest has just been burned in and I legitimately think that would have been a better way to end that movie Hollywood get at me agreed spitting in the face is like you can make him wipe it off or something because he's not a low level demon he's creating demons yes. right so I feel like if the blood was inside of him that would be way more explosive Ooh, right. uh, and he does call that out. They could have played Red Hot Chili Suck My Kiss on that. You know, I mean, there's like, there's some soundtrack opportunities in this movie. A lot. Crossover. <laughs> uh, he does explain how he's not a low level detail because she does, uh, Geraldine does try to attack his eyes and he's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh. just kidding. It doesn't do that shit to me. That was actually really great. Like <laughs> yeah. when he, he pretended like it was yeah. fucking him up and he's like, ah, <laughs> plagia. Nice Had try, you. but doesn't work on me. The The movie ends with her getting on a bus and she anoints the uh, she opening of the bus. She stole that truck from the beginning. <laughs> oh, she might as well, right? <laughs> but she anoints the opening of the bus. So the seal is made. The barrier is there. Halfway down, the bus stops, opens up, and there's a new demon who's just looking up. And he's like, I'll take the next one or something like yeah. that. Yes. The bus leaves. And then he walks 
towards where the bus direction is heading and he's whistling the tales from the crypt theme song almost the end almost but we got to wrap it up with the crypt keeper of right course. can't leave it like that it is a tales from the crypt movie after all my man bookends it yeah that's how it works you know? that's what he do so now he's on the red carpet going hey kitties hope you enjoyed the movie he 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 and he walks up to a guillotine and they cut his head off yeah and then he does another very bad pun which I don't remember I what it was. It was something stupid. Uh, but, you know, I really like this movie. In fact, because I barely remember it, I'm ready to watch it again. <laughs> I actually felt, I woke up at the end when he was like walking on the carpet and he like gets in the guillotine and then he goes, he says whatever he says and then like chop. And I was like, oh yeah, this is the end of the movie. <laughs> I was like, I guess I slept through the whole like last third of this movie. I'm surprised they didn't yell cut when he got his head decapitated. That would have been a Tales from the Crypt pun. Oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. No, I thought of it right good. now. Good work. Good work. <laughs> I like this movie. This um, movie's really good. I yeah. think it, it feels a little dated, but not too much. No. This The filter song probably helps. <laughs> I, I won't even say so much that makes it feel dated. I'd say that the the humor definitely, I feel like, kind of dates it. Like, there was things that were they were joking about and like, you know, the postal worker, stuff like that, that was very much like that was oh, yeah. more of its time. As opposed to, you know, I think all comedies to an effect to like a certain extent suffer from that. So, but yes, I agree that, uh, if you want to see bad though, and dated, go watch Bordello of Blood, the okay. follow-up movie to this. Well, doesn't he say like, doesn't the Crypt Keeper say like, come to our next movie, the easy dead or something like that? It was one that wasn't made. Yeah. That, he, that he references the next one, one and it was like, and it never actually came to be. Yeah. The next one after this was Bordello of Blood. And then as, and that's one about vampires, right? Yeah. It's dude. It's, it's bad. bad. Is it really like you guys really say really bad. bad, but like how bad are we talking? Like eons worse than this one. Yeah. Like and really? it stars Corey Feldman and it's all about vampires and the key actually does make in a cameo in yeah. that one too. The key from this movie. Uh, does it really? Yeah. It's like worse than show bad. Wow. Yeah. Like yeah, John's see, not wrong, dude. It top was really bill cast Dennis Miller. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> see? Erica uh, Elenak. Oh, she was cool. And uh, then Chris Sarandon, Corey Feldman, Aubrey Morris. And then I guess as we all just discovered, there was a third one called Ritual. That was finally released in the States in 06. Wow. Wait, William Sattler was the name of William Sattler was the actor who played Breaker in this, right? Yeah. He was in Bordello Blood as a mummy. There you go. That's all you need to know. There's mummies in this movie. Really moving up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds like three recommendations all around for this one. I would super love them to bring back Tales from the Crypt. As we saw, we've got a new creep show. Very similar formula. Although I always thought that the the Crypt Keeper had a little more personality. Yeah. A little more intro. Almost like a, an Elvira type. You know, hey, I'm presenting you this film. Exactly. Right? I and think I, that was always the what they were going for. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah. And I like, like that a lot. I think there's so much that could be done with this. Is There's no reason we can't have new ones in 2020. And I think like the anthology TV show has proven to be successful, right? We got Jordan Peele's uh, The Twilight Zone. We've got, like you said, Creep Show, uh, Black Mirror, like... I think uh, American keep Horror 30, Story. I like, think they need to avoid the 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 thing that some of these are doing, where they try to make them an hour long episode. Keep it as thirty yeah, minutes. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Creep Show, they do two episodes per episode, right? Yeah. So it's two shorts in thirty minutes or an yeah. hour. Thirty uh, minutes. I think it, it it wavers a little bit, but I think it's around thirty minutes. Yeah. Okay. So it's like two little 15, 20 minute. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Creep Show um, is perfect. Like their length was spot on. Okay. 
So yeah, I would love to see some more Crypt Keeper things. I would rather see it back as the TV show though than a feature film. Yeah, you know, yeah, like a Netflix series or you know Absolutely. an HB- HBO shit HBO yeah. Go. I mean, I, I, I want to know what found, happened with that. Did they lose the rights? They sell the rights? What happened there? You know, if we were better at our job, we would have figured all this out. <laughs> we need but, a fucking intern. Yeah. yeah, get at us. Hey, listeners, you got spare time? You got nothing to do? We'll let you know what to research, and you can give us all the information so we can sound smart. Bring us all the facts, and we'll present them. It'll be the first time I'll. Sound smart on a podcast. <laughs> well, anything else you want to say about Tales from the Crypt? Negative. Or Demon Knight? Nope. Okay. Garrett? Are we not going to go out on a pun? Well, you got one? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pun guy, John. What do you got? Say good night. Good night with a K? Yeah. That works. Well, thanks that for That was a really us. shitty pun. God. <laughs> <laughs> John! I can't put me on the spot. You got to think puns through. No one's just punning all day. Hello, kiddies. It's your old pal, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. That was almost just like the opening of the show, wasn't it? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Listen, kiddies, this is a big shout out to all who are listening on the Grave Talk podcast. That's right, kiddies. My favorite fiends are over there. And tonight, you have been treated to Tales from the Crypt Demon Night and the talk of the town. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed every little scary moment of it because it is, after all, all the beast. (laughs) What a cast. What a director. What a story. What a star like the Crypt Keeper. And of course, that soundtrack. (laughs) Well, kiddies, Again, I hope you enjoyed yourselves. And to all my fiends at the Grave Talk podcast, may all your screams come true. (laughs) Listeners, what do you think of Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight? Let us know on our social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find more of our content at thegravetalk.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.